You're listening to the Queen of Manifesting Podcast. Welcome to the Queendom. In this podcast, the queen of manifesting herself, Kelly Walker, Kelly Walker, will teach you how to manifest everything you need to live your purpose at a higher level. And now, your queen, queen. Kelly Walker. Hello, it's Kelly Walker, and welcome to the Queen of Manifesting podcast. Today, we have a special treat. You guys know I love to interview people on my podcast that are out changing the world, making a difference, and helping us all grow our influence, our income, and our clients. And today, we have the very special, very fun, very awesome, very smart, very funny, cute, loving Dr. Catherine Weiberg. <laughs> oh, I love her so much. Oh, <laughs> You'd think we've been friends for eons with all those cute adjectives you just used for me. Exactly. I feel like we have already been friends for years, even though we just met a month ago or even less than a month ago. Okay, so I'm going to give this beautiful intro of you because you're amazing and I don't want to leave anything out. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) All right, Dr. Catherine is a motivational speaker and an alignment consultant. All right. Let's address the word consultant. It stands for coaching consultant. So she, she coaches and consults together at the same time. Her contagious enthusiasm, uh, which is true, energizes audiences and encourages clients. And I tell you what, we have had the funnest conversations just in the short time we've known each other. We laugh, we cry, we make plans, we talk about road trips and meeting Brene Brown. <laughs> oh, it's so fun. So We're going to make that happen. I just, oh. we're going to make that happen. Yes. In uh, fact, I'm going to start working on that today after I work on the other thing that we discussed before this podcast started. Okay, if you make that dream come true for me, I will be the happiest person ever. Honestly, okay. meeting Brene Brown. Okay, so also, Dr. Catherine has been empowering women, and by extension, some men, for more than half of her life. That is a long time, girlfriend. Yes, I like it. You're doing good in the world. I'm doing my darndest to do good things. (laughs) I'm so excited. Good. Good job. You're amazing. So she thrives in helping women discover their unrecognized or underutilized strengths. Okay, that's really good because... Some of us don't recognize them, but some of us do and don't use them. So it's good you address both of those things. Thank you. You're welcome. She helps women to reframe their pasts, rewrite their present, and redesign their future, a.k.a. manifest a better life. (laughs) (laughs) True story, though. True story. (laughs) Yeah, we kind of do the same thing. We just call it different words. She and we have slightly different approaches, but yes, pretty similar approaches. Results. Same results, yeah. She encourages women to be their best selves and guides them in owning and building on their strengths. She also helps women to build strength-based teams, which is awesome. And fun. And so fun. So fun. <laughs> it's, it's a matter of helping the women who have learned to know, own, and build on their strengths, do the same with the people in their team so that 
yes. they can recognize the other people's strengths and help them to know their strengths and then help them to own their strengths and then have the team own the strengths and then build on it from there. So it's it, like, gets, it gets seriously fun. Exponential. That's right? the goal. Yes. Exponential can, growth. And can your team be your family? Oh, totally. Your team can be your family. Absolutely. You see, that, that's the thing. I like to look at it as your team can either be a professional team or a personal life team, or you could have teams in both areas. So yes, it can absolutely be your family. And that's something I've tried to do with my family. And to the point that my teenagers go out and tell people, well, this is what you do well, and this is what I do well, so how can we do this together? It's my teenagers really rock socks, but yes, it can, be your, it can be your family or it can be your professional team. I've done it in companies as well. That's why I have the, the two audiences. Right. Always women leaders, whether it's a leader with a, with a title of leadership mm -hmm. or a leader who leads without the title because all women, all women are leaders and all yeah. people are leaders they just don't always know it yet that's right that's right and i see that a lot people that are especially growing up i i saw people who were leading others and had no idea they were leading others mm -hmm. and sometimes they were leading others to bad places sometimes to good places but they were leading and they didn't know it mm -hmm. exactly and my goal is to help all women to recognize that you are leading and you start with leading yourself where you want to be. So, oh my gosh. Do you find that having somebody figure out how to lead themselves is the hardest step? Of course. <laughs> it's, it's also the most fun because when a person is empowered yeah. to the, the level that, that I see after working with people, they naturally go out and start empowering others. They're like, oh, this feels so good. I want to share it now. Yeah. And it, it becomes a personal transformation that then leads to a community transformation or environmental transformation. And I see a community as, as long as you have more than one person. Yeah. Uh, and then it just grows and grows and grows. And I'm one of those that I, believe in changing the world a person a family and a community at a time mm -hmm. so i i start with one and i was my first one perfect so. yeah me too same same with me mm -hmm. would you say that it is pretty contagious <laughs> yes <laughs> i would say that empowerment is the best contagious result after <laughs> a smile Aw, so. <laughs> I love that. That's perfect. I love yeah. it. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about you. What is your, like, just tell us about you. Give us some background. Give us some awesome story of Dr. Catherine. Well, I have a story that I, I frequently like to tell so that people understand a little bit about oh. who I am. Perfect. And I'm going to try to keep it, as you would say, the Cliff Notes version. <laughs> okay. When I was in sixth grade, mm -hmm. 
I had a friend who decided that she was going to take a 15 minute recess. So playtime during elementary school that everybody gets to go outside and play for 15 minutes. <clears throat> she was going to take that 15 minutes this one day and tell me all of my faults, all of the things I needed to work on and why I wasn't good enough, but what? that maybe I could be, yeah. So uh, that, I, I, I love that that is not what you expected me to say. Yeah, not at all. And of course that was hard uh, for many reasons, you know, even my life before then, but this is one of those critical points. Yeah. And, and it was hard. It was really hard. I was 12. I didn't have an amazing self-esteem. And then she's yeah. saying, well, you don't do this well. You don't do this well. And you're one of the worst out of the group at this. And I was like, okay. Wow. And, and then I wanted to be better, but of course I didn't know how to be better. Fast forward a couple of years, ninth grade, I had an English teacher who is still one of my main sheroes. And Aww. She coined that phrase because hero is so gender specific. Yeah. And so she coined the phrase sheroes. I and that, I though. don't remember who her sheroes are, but she is one of mine. Awesome. One of the things that she talked about was different times in her life when she went by different versions of her name. Her name is Mary Louise Bean. And she told us when I chose to be Mary, I was like this. And these are the kind of people I was around. When I was Mary Lou, I was like this. And these are the kind of people I was around. This is how I presented myself. When I was Louise, and now I am Mary Louise. And I am comfortable with who I am. And I am the same person everywhere I go. And that really struck me. I had been Kathy from birth until ninth grade. Uh -huh. And I was in a school district that had elementary school, junior high, and high school. So junior high was seventh grade through ninth grade, and high school started in tenth grade. Okay. I'd gone to school with all of these same kids with a little bit of an influx for seventh to ninth grade. And I decided, you know what? I've been Kathy. I'm going to be Catherine and I'm going to go to a school where nobody knows me. So I don't have to have a transition. Nice. I will introduce myself as Catherine and I am going to create the person I want to be. I'm going to create the person I want to hang around and I'm going to give what I always wanted to receive. All thanks to Mrs. Bean and a couple of the things that coincided that lined up perfectly. <laughs> and then fast forward a few years and I had people here there and everywhere but I truly started to step into me and I remember a time in my life when I was looking at myself and saying I'm this lovely little pile of goo and I don't do this well and I don't like <gasps> this and I mm. And I started to really think on that. And I thought, no, I have to be better than this. 
And part of the, the reason I have to be better than this is look at who my husband is. And I have great admiration for my husband. I think he is phenomenal. Uh, we like to tell people that we both married up. Oh, that's so cute. I am of the perspective that the happiest marriages, both people believe I married up. Right. That's awesome. And, <laughs> and, I, and, it, and I looked at that and I'm like, you know what? I may have married up, but I could not have married so far above me that there's, that I'm just a pile of goo. And I started looking at people that I admired and I was reflecting all the way back to high school, which by this time had been several years. And I was reflecting back to other people who had influenced me. And I said, oh, this person does this and this and this. Do I ever do this and this and this? And I stopped and I thought about it and I said, yes, I do a lot of this and this and this. And I started to find the ways in which I did it. And that is when I started to really hardcore reframe myself in my mind's eye and reframe my past. So I could look at all of the things in my past that I hated going through as I was going through them. Right. And I could find the gems and I could find the, this is how it made me who I am. And I may have hated how I got here, but look at who I am as a result. Look at the compassion I've developed. Look at the empathy I've developed. Look at the humor I've developed. Look at, look at, look at. Right. And then, you know, just like I said earlier that the feeling of empowerment becomes as contagious as a smile. That's exactly what has happened. And, you know, I have many other stories, but that's, that's the gist of it. And the story of how I got my doctorate is a completely different story, but I now have a doctor of management in organizational development and change. Awesome. And that feeds into everything else that I've done. It's all, it comes back to reframe, rewrite, redesign, even in organizational change. I could go off on that and have way too much fun. <laughs> so I'm going to just pass it back to you. But that's an introduction to me. Is that sufficient for a start? Yes, I love it. <laughs> it's awesome. Good intro. <laughs> so I am curious. Uh, I get the rewrite and the redesign. Obviously, I'm having questions in my head of what would you call reframe? What would you call reframing? For example, um, I'm going to, to use the first one that came to mind. Perfect. I've used this all over the place uh, in lots of different things. But the first one that came to my mind is that when I was five, my parents divorced. Mm -hmm. My mother remarried when I was six. My father is on marriage number five. This one is going to be a special marriage. I adore. So yeah. No goodness. Uh, so I adore his wife. Uh, he's. It's. It's good. Yeah. Uh, but that whole. My parents divorced when I was five. I remarried. My mother remarried when I was six, and my father has had several marriages that brought different children into the family dynamic. Sort oh of. yeah. Right. Uh, and then my mother's husband, uh, who's the dad who raised me, brought in a couple of different kid dynamics as well. 
and not all of that was easy. However, I look at everything that I learned as a result of that, and some of it I learned as an adult looking back, a lot of it. So right. this is how the reframe works. I can look at all of the emotional baggage that I developed as a result of those circumstances. Yeah. And look at, okay, so this was really hard. What resulted? So I have learned how to connect with other people who have had similar broken home, blended home situations. And even though we haven't had identical situations, there's enough similarity that I can identify and say, okay, look, and then I can now look at it and say, okay, that was not fun, but it can be turned to my benefit and the benefit of other people. And that is a reframe. It is looking at it through a different lens. Instead of looking at it through the gray lens of dreary, drudgery, hard, you can actually change the tint to rose color. Now, the difference between this rose color reframe and what other people call rose colored glasses is that I'm still seeing it clearly. Yeah. It's not the rose colored glasses that are now blinders. It's I'm now seeing it clearly, but in a different light. Mm. And this is how I gained this is how I've improved. This is how I became who I am. And that now allows me to bring that to other people. So people can look and say, I was homeless for umpteen years and I've worked with some people in that situation. And they'll tell me it wow. was so hard. And, and then they'll say, but. <laughs> and, the but. And they'll say, I wouldn't wish it on anybody. Right. But. And then they can say, this is what I gained from it. Yes. And that allows the reframe so that you can look back and see it with a hint of joy yeah. instead of only drudgery. That's awesome. I love it. Thank so you. you can actually use the reframe to find gratitude. Mm -hmm. instead and in of a sense, why. change your past because you're changing the way you look at it. Yeah, exactly. And I love yes, that. find gratitude. I love that you Yay. called that out. Nice. Ah, cool. All right, good. So how about um, manifesting? Would, how would you relate manifesting to the reframe, rewrite, redesign process? Manifesting, as you guide people through it, mm -hmm. is getting over the mental blocks yeah. getting over and breaking through right and that's what a reframe does mm. it causes you to look at what has stopped you in your yeah. interpretation of that event and your interpretation of the response and because of what you gained you now can rewrite your present so this is such as when you are helping somebody manifest you are putting things in the present and you're saying, okay, you're overcoming this mental block. So for example, a manifesting picture, like you were sharing with me before we started the podcast, right. That has a statement of what you're going to manifest and gratitude for manifesting it. That is rewriting your present. Right. 
that's the one. And, and so as you reframe, you work to get over the hurdle. You work to break down the limiting beliefs. You work to go through it, over it, around it, past it, but it's going to, it's reframed now to a former belief so that you yes. now get to change. Okay, so that brought me to today. How am I going to change today? Mm -hmm. It brought me here. And now that it has brought me here, how am I going to take what I've learned to fix today and make, redesign the future that I want? And this, again, it works both in personal life and in organizational life. It's, they do mirror each other. There are slightly different approaches, but it's the same mm -hmm. pattern. It's the same yeah. pattern. And it's all recognition. And you manifest by reframe, rewrite, redesign. And as you, as you rewrite, the manifesting comes through the redesigning phase. And then you get to rewrite based on your redesign and manifest something new. Yay! And then it, and then it becomes, uh, it becomes one of the most beautiful cycles that spirals upward. Oh, now I can reframe this thing that, that I did get rose colored, but look, there's still some gray there. So let yeah. me see if I can reframe that. And love it. Okay. So based on what I just learned about this new limiting belief, what can I rewrite so that I can manifest something new and create a new future still? Yes. I love it. I love that we're so in sync um, in what we teach. And, you know, t I always say there is no competition. Mm -hmm. People will understand a concept when explained one way by one person that they have never understood hearing it a hundred times before. Mm -hmm. So there is, there are so many ways to explain this concept of creating your best life by rewriting, changing your perspective, changing what you focus on, deciding what you want instead. But only, only the people who will get it from your description of it are the ones that are drawn to you. And I love that. I love that about the coaching industry. There's so many ways to teach a thing and there's that many people that need their version of hearing it before they ever understand it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, even though you and I align in so many ways and we are so very in sync, uh -huh. we're not going to have identical customers. Oh no, totally different. You know, right. it's, it's really cool. It is awesome. <laughs> It's amazing. And so we can collaborate with no worry about competition or, you know, overlap because it, it's not a thing. And if you think it's a thing, that's what you're going to manifest, right? Exactly. Anybody out there thinking that competition is a thing? You're manifesting competition. You're manifesting losing clients to other coaches. So stop it. Stop it. Exactly. See? See if it, how it really is. Exactly. Instead of manifesting losing clients to other coaches, manifest getting clients the right coach and being the right coach for the clients who identify most closely with you. Yes. And you know what I focus on is being more visible, reaching more people so that those people that are my people can see me. 
I'm over here going, hey, hey, here I am. Yep. If you're not doing this, then nobody knows you're there. Nobody knows you're there. And I'm not going, hey, give me all your clients. I'm going, hey, here's my version of it. Everybody that's in my tribe, let's go. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah, I love exactly. that. I love that about the coaching industry when when people see that it is a it is a matter of matching the person with the right coach for the biggest transformation. Mm -hmm. And it's the same way with the speaking industry, and you and I do both, yes. right? Because uh, you will be perfect for an event, yeah, and I will be perfect for an event, yeah, and yeah. they won't be the same event. Nope. Or I'll be perfect for an event this year. And instead of having me back again next year, you'll be perfect for the event next year. And I'll get to right. say, hey, you know what? Somebody has a similar message in a different perspective uh -huh. and, and feed you forward. I mean, Jay it's just perfect. That's what yeah. they are. It's all about how can we help each other? Right, exactly. And I love that attitude. That's my favorite attitude. Help more people. How can we do this on a bigger scale, bigger, faster? Yeah, that's amazing. Bigger, faster, so, better, brighter. Yeah, exactly. That song. I love that song. <laughs> oh. All right. Well, we're going to just take a little break. And uh, when we come back, we will continue talking to the amazing Dr. Catherine. Thank you. And so stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back in a minute. You're listening to the Queen of Manifesting Podcast. Welcome to the Queendom. Walking down the street. And we're back. Everybody, thanks for coming back from the break. We are with the beautiful, wonderful, smart, hilarious, <laughs> loving, caring Dr. Catherine, who is kind of my new best friend, just saying. So, Dr. Catherine, you are a co-sultant. You help people with alignment. You help them reframe, re rewrite, and redesign their lives. And I would like to ask you a personal question. I'm open. What is the biggest thing you have manifested? I sound like a game show right there, didn't I? I know, I love it. The biggest thing I have manifested is my marriage. That's a good thing to manifest. Tell, tell us how that happens. Yep. <laughs> uh, you see, my husband and I are almost 22 years newlywed. Oh, my gosh. That's the cutest thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was... So the, the way that I manifested this wonderful man of mine mm -hmm. is that when I was 22 and 23 yeah I was living in the Philippines uh, and uh, oh, doing okay. some missionary service gotcha and while I was there the the missionary service that I took part in and you know so many churches have missionary services. Oh yeah, but, super popular. Uh, the, the missionary service in which I was involved, I had a new companion every few months. And mm -hmm. that companion and I would, we lived in the same apartment. We uh, 
worked together basically 24 hours a day at providing the service. And my first several companions were challenging for me and, and I for them. And it, it, there were days that were very similar to my sixth grade story. Oh gosh. My, my final companion was phenomenal. Her name is Sarah. She is the person for whom my daughter is named. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. That's and big. It's because she was able to look at me and say, yes, you have things that are imperfect, but guess what? You're human. So, so what? And there were things that I did that irritated her. We are human, but she focused on, but look at what you do well. And she did that so regularly and mm -hmm. so habitually pointed out what I had done well, what I had done better, what made her smile about me, so on and so forth. Aww. And she did that so consistently that I became more comfortable being me yeah. around her than around anybody else. And I decided when I left that missionary service to come back to the United States that I wanted to marry somebody around whom I was as comfortable being me as I was her. Perfect. And that's what I looked for. As, as a teenager, I wrote down a list of, I want my husband to be like this and like this and like this and like this. Right. And, and there were very specific things and none of them were like movie star gorgeous. It was more, who is he as a person? Yeah. Right. And, and that's what I wanted. And so that's what I focused on. Now, I didn't think I was going to meet this person until I'd finished college, until I was 25, at least at the time I was 23, and I would probably meet him through the workplace and yada, yada, yada. Well, no. Uh, I met him within six weeks of being home. As I, I was focused on, I'm going to find somebody around whom I am as comfortable as Sarah Rasmussen because she was phenomenal and brought out my best self and I brought out her best self and, and we did all these wonderful things and I just, I was flying high. And so then I met Kyle and oh my goodness, before our first date, he and I were both secretly hoping for a second date and I was comfortable being me and I am this exuberant, enthusiastic word playing tangenting constantly kind of person and I could do that and he would follow the tangents and he oh. would enjoy them and he yes and just everything plus he had the other things that I wanted you know he had drive he had intelligence he had yeah. goals and and several other things that I could go into but Love he's it. like I, I met him and I was like oh my garbage I didn't think I was gonna meet you yet <laughs> But, <laughs> yeah, but I would have to say that being married to him and the 22 years of hard work that he and I have put into being 22 years newlywed yeah. is a big deal. Uh, he, he, he likes to tell people, and, and I say this now also, 
marriage is like the best date that never ends as long as you both work at it. I love that. That's a great saying. And people who have never met us who see us in restaurants or at stores when it's just us have asked us, so how long have you two been married? Are you newlyweds? Yes, we're newlyweds of almost 22 years. That's awesome. So I would have to say my, my marriage. Oh, what a good story. And it's interesting that you set the intention that you will always be newlyweds and strangers pick up on that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's, it's adorable. <laughs> That's amazing. It's adorable. After we were, we had just barely moved into the house where we're living now. Yeah. And we've gone to Lowe's to get ceiling fans or something. Yeah. And it was just the two of us. And the fellow who was helping us just asked us outright, are you two newlyweds? You have to be newlyweds. And I said, well, of, of 21 years at the time. Yeah, we're so newlyweds cute. almost 21 years. <laughs> was he shocked? Yeah. Was he like, what the heck? How do you do that? What's your secret? That is yeah. adorable. He was shocked and pleased. And he said, now that's the way it, it's supposed to be. I said, yeah, <sighs> we like it. <laughs> that is adorable. I love it. Oh, cute story. He's adorable. He he's sounds a, adorable. He's, he's my handsome man. And Aww. there have been people who didn't know his name because I just always refer to him as my handsome one or my handsome man. Oh. So I, I had to get in the habit of saying, oh, by the way, his name is Kyle, but you almost never hear me say it. <laughs> that is so cute. My handsome man. I love that. Oh, My handsome husband. What a good story. Yeah, I like him. Good job manifesting him. Oh, crumb cake, am I grateful? I am so <laughs> grateful. And every day I look at him and I'm grateful. You know what? That is the key to a happy marriage right there. Mm -hmm. Being grateful for them every day. Every day. We had a, we had a rough spot for a while. And <laughs> I found that gratitude for him, daily gratitude for him, completely brought us back to, you know, to that that place where you get along and love each other and are excited to see each other because we you know we got distracted we got we both got depression and you know it faded and we weren't nurturing it because we were just lost in our own depressions but that that was the key that was the key we were, healing. We, were, we were on the brink of divorce seven years ago yes we were actually on the precipice and neither one of us wanted to admit it yeah and we open the conversation saying, if we keep going the way we're going, we're going to end up divorced. And neither one of us really wants that. Yeah. And uh, it, it turned, it took a bundle of hard work. Yeah. It's not easy. Mm -mm. It but is not that, easy. But that's just it. Marriage can be the best date that never ends. Yeah. And you both work at it. And that's the key. That is the key. Because <sighs> I wouldn't yeah. hate him. No, he sounds I don't awesome. I can't either. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. I, I can't wait to meet him. He sounds awesome. Yeah. Maybe is he gonna come to Alaska with you when you when you come with me to Alaska? Yeah. You bring him. He absolutely. Okay. He wanted to go to Alaska okay. before I ever wanted to go to Alaska. <laughs> okay. All right. That's that's our plan then. I get to meet him next September. Oh, I'm excited. Yay. Or maybe when you're coming through here in a few weeks. Oh, are you going to bring him down? Perhaps. Oh, that'd be fun. Okay. Yes. I'm excited. 
that's a that's a perhaps as we Excellent. plan more offline that's a perhaps. yes okay good awesome <laughs> maybe he can come on our road trip to houston when we go track down Brene brown yes. you see audience know. we told you we tangent she gave we you do we are the squirrel masters <laughs> we are squirrel masters Squirrel. Uh, oh cool i'm excited that's a great story thank you for sharing that that's awesome i'm glad you guys <laughs> made it and i'm glad you're still newlyweds after 22 years that's amazing so we've been married 24 and it's it's really good right now uh, it's so good when it's good. right <laughs> thank you i love when you say that served you right <laughs> so you're so right. cute <laughs> <gasps> oh okay so let me ask you one more question then before we go well then we're gonna i'm gonna tell everybody how to reach you but that's thank you i appreciate that you're welcome <laughs> one last question then what would you say is the easiest quickest change a person can make in their lives in order to start living the life of their dreams that's most a, effective no that no that's fantastic that's a, a completely different question from the answer that i had however <laughs> You just added a word that uh, I love. You said the most efficient. The right. most efficient way for a person to create the life of his or her dreams. Yeah, because we don't have time to waste. No. Even though we do. No, we never waste it. <laughs> Even our tangents are not a waste. No, they're not a waste. They're amazing. They are, they are not a waste. So the most efficient thing is to recognize that an epiphany can happen in an instant. Ooh. And transformation takes application of that epiphany and others that follow. In, in fact, because I believe that so hard, my coaching always starts with a minimum of three months. It's never just one time. Yes, when we're getting to know each other, there's a breakthrough session to determine if I am your coach or right. if Kelly is your coach or if somebody else is your coach. If right. I am your coach, there's a, a breakthrough session. But then it's, it has to be a minimum of three months. And that's, that's my smallest. Because transformation is not a single epiphany. Oh, transformation gosh. is the epiphany acted upon and having that accountability and having that reward the the psychological and emotional reward of reliving the epiphany and the other epiphanies that come into it so the most efficiently recognize an epiphany can happen in an instant transformation takes time to apply the epiphany make sure you have the support that you need to be able to apply that epiphany and we could go all kinds of places with that. That does apply in both personal and leadership roles, by the way, both personal and professional roles. Oh my gosh. So I, I wrote it down in my own words because I'm thinking of like making you a t-shirt or something out of this. Ooh. Transformation is the effective and continued application of your epiphanies. <laughs> I love that. I, mean, uh, I don't know. I feel like that saying needs to go on something. <laughs> it just might go on my wall as well, even though oh. I, you know, 
love it. I love it. Oh, that's such a good thing. Mm. Love it. Thank you. That's a good, that's an amazing tip. And I never thought of it that way. The epiphanies, they especially come when I go to seminars. That's where my epiphanies mostly happen. And that's where most of my transformation, transformation came from, from going to three-day life-changing seminars. Mm -hmm. Then I did, I came home and I acted on those epiphanies day mm -hmm. after day after day until my life was unrecognizable. Right? Ooh, I love that. You <laughs> act on the epiphany until your former life is unrecognizable. Yes. Mm. Yeah, or you oh, crumb. I'm going to have fun with that one. Uh-huh. I'm going to have fun with yours. <laughs> Like that this is recorded so we can go back and I know and, right and play and the things that we present out into the world based on this right we'll get our own gold nuggets so that we can think about them <laughs> oh yes I get everything transcribed just for that reason that's so smart nice all right well you've been an amazing guest thank you I love I talking you. to you you're so fun you're I'm so fun. adorable you're so smart I just love everything about you well, thank you. <laughs> so I know that my listeners also love you and want to find you. How can they find you the easiest? I have, I, I have several different things that in my mind are easy. Okay. The, I have on Facebook, a private group called the reframe, rewrite, redesign empowerment group. I'll give you the link for that so you can put it in your show notes. Perfect. Uh, it is directed at women empowerment. I am not opposed to having men in there as long as uh, they are comfortable being in a group that is primarily made of women. Right. So uh, it, is, it is directed at women. Uh, also, you can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, under it's linkedin.com forward slash in forward slash Catherine Weiberg and we'll get that spelling so that it's easy to find Perfect. and then you certainly could find me uh, at profitablealignment.com all mm -hmm. is a single word and profitable alignment is my company name because I believe that when a person a team or an organization is in proper alignment with himself, herself, past, present, future, mm -hmm. then profits, whether monetary or non-monetary profits, automatically follow. Your alignment creates your profitability. That's awesome. I love it. Do you, um, do you have any programs or anything you're especially excited that's coming up right now? Program specifically, no, I have some things in the works mentally. Oh, uh, that's fun. And so I'll definitely be putting those into the reframe, rewrite, redesign empowerment group, also yes. on my LinkedIn page and on my personal Facebook as they come out. Uh, I am going to be uploading this week a couple of new free downloads that people can get from oh, my fun. website to help them personally and to help them professionally. I have two separate ones. For, oh, that's great. 
for the reframe, rewrite, redesign model. Um, and those will be up within the seven day week from now. Perfect. Okay, that's awesome. I will drop all of your links in the show notes so people can find you. Perfect. Um, any, any parting words before we go and have lunch? Are you hungry? Yes. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> um, parting words, thank you, Kelly, for manifesting who you are Aww. and helping other people to manifest themselves. Thank you for giving me this Aww. opportunity because I love seeing, I love seeing how you have reframed your past, rewritten your future and redesigned not only uh, rewritten your present, redesigned not only your future, but the future of everybody with whom you come in contact. And for me, it's the three-step reframe, rewrite, redesign. Mm -hmm. For you, it's the six steps of manifesting. And yet, I just love that we are working together to change the world, and we started with ourselves. And I thank you that I get Aww. to know you for this. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. Don't make me cry. <laughs> Why not? today. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, every emotion I have is connected to my tear ducts. Every single. Oh my gosh! So are mine. It's yeah. hilarious. So I have gratitude tears. I have sad tears. I have. Yeah. So yeah. totally me too. You cry. <laughs> but thank you, thank you, thank you. You're welcome. Life so is much. amazing. Well, thank you for coming. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for being you. Thank you for changing the world. <laughs> I appreciate so much other world changers because it's a big job and I don't want to do it alone. <laughs> right? Yep. And you won't do it alone because you're changing it one person at a time. That's right. All right. Well, everybody look Dr. Catherine up on the show notes. I will put them in and um, find her, follow her, get to know her because she's amazing. All right. Well, that is it today. For the Queen of Manifesting podcast. Everybody tune in next time. Don't forget, come join my Facebook group. It is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash manifesting influence. So come join us. It's an amazing group of like-minded world changers who want to manifest more influence, more income, more clients so that we can make the world a better place faster. All right. I will see you guys all go manifest America's this week. I love you. Bye, everybody.